0: Good morning. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, the show with the pro and the caddy. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. Bit of a different setup today. Adam is out in Denver. He's on the road seeing uh, weddings, just living the dream. Smitty's here with me in studio. They've got their picks. We're ready to go. Let's get to it. Tony Finau. Holy shit. Guy can't be stopped. As a rule, I'm auto betting the previous winner every week from now on. I almost bet Canale plus thirty three hundred when we were on uh, Will's show, Smitty. And then Saturday, Sunday, I was pretty upset when it looked like he was catching up, but he was closing in. But ultimately, Tony just just too good for the rest of them. Adam, how's Colorado treating you? And uh, did you see any of the Rocket Mortgage Classic? Uh, I did not. I, Colorado's nice right now. I mean, it's hot,
1: but it's still nice, like to be here. But yeah family vacation and uh no i didn't see much of the rocket mortgage i saw a little bit on thursday and friday and then saturday and sunday i was playing in club championships
0: so i didn't get time to watch any of it so well i watched a little on sunday so if smitty watched saturday then i think we got it covered did you see any of it, Smithy?
2: yeah i watched i watched good chunks of it saturday and sunday especially um it was a. Uh, it was exciting. I mean, there was there was a lot of movement throughout throughout the entire leaderboard. I mean, some things didn't end up going, you know, our way. But man, some really bad breaks when it comes to our bats and our picks and stuff. Like we could have had a really big week, um, just fell outside of a couple things. Yeah, what are you gonna do? So what do we got this
0: week? We got the Wyndham Championship at Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina. The place to be is what it says. Another Donald Ross course founded in 1926, redefining a country club lifestyle. That's what you guys live, the country club lifestyle. It says on the website that Sedgefield has gratified and continued to foster Greenboro's passion for golf. It looks like a nice course. That's, That's what I got from the website. Do yeah. either of you know anything about this place? <laughs> it's a mine I just know it's an awesome club. <laughs> it looks hard it. to get into.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just know there's a lot of, like, shorter par fours and stuff and, like, gettable things. So, I mean, it's going to be another birdie fest. Like, and you look at the past scores and everything, a lot of guys going super low. Um, you know, that's kind of what it's going to be about is uh, some – accuracy off the tee, and uh, being able to hit your approach shots um, to a uh, variable range, you know. Yeah, I mean,
1: it looks like another one of those courses that's like 15 to 23 under, probably, range, yeah. so it's going to be another, it feels like every week, excluding the, Bur- the British Open, where we have had to have you know since john deere or actually the week before john deere 15 to 20 plus under like these guys are so freaking good like if you're not 20 under you're not even sniffing a top five anymore it's crazy
0: does a course designer see that and say i need to make some changes i need to make this thing more difficult plant some trees or something
1: i mean the courses try but like at some point you're we're getting like setups that where the course needs to play dry and it's wet or it needs to play wet and it's dry. Like John Deere, you saw it's usually plays wet every year and then soft and then it plays firm and they just like tore the place apart. And, you know, you get like places where there's no wind, but like the last two weeks where we saw heavy wind in like two of the four rounds and the scoring was like, if a guy shot three under one round, it was a great round. But then the days like thursday and sunday when there's no wind and they're shooting seven eight nine under like you got to have some weather to really penalize these guys because you can only make the greens so fast or they're unplayable so it just comes down to they're i mean they're in a stretch where they're just catching the courses like at its most vulnerability with weather or the course is in meant shape with you know it's either soft or it's firm or whatever but yeah it's it's just becoming, like, super deep scoring. It's almost like the web.com
0: out here. Does that change the golfer's mindset? Do you play more aggressively knowing you need to shoot 20 under to win as opposed to, you know, we're all going to be 5, 6 under at the end of this thing. I need to just keep it together?
1: Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, even in our PGA, like, section events, when you go to a track and you're like, okay, well, it's going to take 12, 15 under to win this thing, you just know, like <clears> – <throat> if you make a bogey, you're pretty much done. And that's could be why we haven't seen a lot of these, you know, top 10 players playing in these events. Cause they're not, they don't like to play where they got to shoot 20 under they, they're more comfortable at the five to eight under, you know, like, I don't think Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth and Thomas like to play these tracks that are like 21, 22 under just to get a top three.
2: Yeah. You know, I saw something interesting too, about, um, one of the favorites for this week is Will zell you know, and you look at some of his scores that he's had um, throughout his career, and he doesn't go super low ever. He doesn't do very well overall in um, these tournaments. And I forget the numbers. I, um, if you remember Brandon we had on our show um, recently, he had some really good stats about that um, where, like, just Willie Z, man, like, struggles to go um, low with that stuff. And I think what he said is, like, um he has, he's gone into the 20-unders once in his pro career, um, which excludes all team events too and stuff. And, so, and that was um, – so, I mean, that, for, for him to be able to maybe go low enough to where if you're going to have to get to 20-under or even, even lower than that, I'm not sure. But, you know, last year the top of this leaderboard was absolutely jam-packed. I mean, there were – let's see, there were um, six – there was a six-man playoff last year. Yeah. Um, with with Kisner coming out on top, and there were, and that was at 15 under, and then there was three guys at 14 under, and what like one, two, three, four, five, five guys at 13 under, so I mean that was jam packed at the top. So when you talk about being aggressive, you have to be aggressive, but also at the same time, I, I think on this course you have to be to a point where you're not being so aggressive to where you're more likely to make mistakes. I guess if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I think some of these guys are probably more comfortable out of, you know, 15 under. But when once you get over that, like you said, even Zal who hasn't had that many 20 under rounds, <clears throat> you'd almost be better off looking back the last three or four weeks where it's been 20 under. Yeah. And if yeah. you look like the top five to 10 guys are all pretty much the same guys ever since the week dear, I mean, it's guys that are, you know, there's 10, 12 guys that can actually take it that deep every week. And even they seem to get, you know, eventually worn out and just implode for, a, you know, one event, which is usually when we pick them to win. So.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it, like it seems. Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry is another guy that hasn't gone super low in his career overall, like, especially as of late. So, I mean, he, it's, that's being, uh, those two guys at the top are kind of interesting, I guess. But, yeah. Um, with the way that Salatoris played to end the weekend last week, I, he shows that he has the capability of doing that now can he put it together for four rounds and go out and go 25 under and pull away from in this thing i don't know
1: yeah maybe it's different too like you know we're at a private club where they can actually get more aggressive with like making the course unplayable for them as opposed to like deer or tpc river highlands or whatever where it's public where they've got to be a little more cautious cuz of daily play uh, so i don't That's maybe true. that has a little bit you know A private club like this that has money could shut it down for a month before and not let anyone play and just make it brutal if they want to, like, get the rough up, different things like that. So
2: yeah, But, you know, like
1: TPC Deer Run, they've got tee times up until the Sunday or Saturday before the event, and then they start them back off the next day after. So you can't really make a course U.S. Open unplayable and then expect your – eighty five dollar round twelve handicappers to even enjoy themselves.
2: That's a very good point.
0: Yeah, I suppose I wouldn't have. so they just dig it all up again, knock the difficulty back down to Joe six pack level? Yeah. At I these mean, private places?
1: Yeah, they'll like get the rough super deep and thick. And then I mean they can tone that like they can go in the next day and just start mowing it back down but they'll a lot of times mow, like, say, Monday before the tournament and then not mow the rest of the week, so it progressively gets longer each day. They can roll the greens more. They can, you know, I don't know if they have sub air here, but they can get away with a lot more because, you know, a lot of times these private clubs take pride in having, you know, their course play the hardest on tour or whatever. Like, you know, they always say at some of the um, U.S. Open venues that they – have to tone it down for the the tournament. It's plays harder for member play. So I don't know if that's actually true, but that's what I've heard.
0: Well, they set it up. However, the TV viewing experience is going to be best probably.
2: Hey, man, I'll tell you. I'll tell you just from my own experiences, and you know, obviously, like Aaron Hills was at, at at a public course and everything. But in 17, before before the open. When guys were starting to come out there and play, I mean, a big one was Kevin Na, who was complaining about everything. I mean, he's kind of a baby, anyways. But um, a big thing with with out there was people were people were ca- complaining about the fescue and the rough, um, especially on the back nine and some of the lower spots where you know kind of water runs off and it, it's it gets a lot thicker and it gets a lot lot longer out there and everything. And they actually the week I think it was about the week week and a half before the Open started. On holes 14 and 15, they actually cut into the fescue about 10 yards on the right side of 14 and then on the left oh. side of 15 because the, the pros were complaining that it was too hard or it was too, um, what I want to say, um, there was too much penalty for missing fairway. And I'm like, hmm. our fairways are 50 yards are wide, you know? I mean, yeah. if you miss them, you should get penalized. And so they were complaining yeah. about that, and the USGA just listened and bows down and be like, okay, yeah. And they came out and they're like, yep, we gotta you gotta cut back some of this fescue and everything. So it was really annoying. So they, between you know between the course and then the people that are running it, you know they but they have pretty much anything they want to do they can do.
1: Wasn't that partly because they were coming off a of bad publicity from Chambers Bay too? So it was like, oh shit, we've got to save face because that yeah. course was a disaster.
2: I think that was part of it for sure, and I mean, we didn't get then we didn't get the weather here in Wisconsin for that weekend at all, and we got we got you know rain a couple nights and early mornings where those guys were just shooting darts, and then it got really crazy with how these guys were starting to score.
0: Yeah, I remember like, there were complaints about have, how easy yeah. the course was. Well, Damn. we could
2: have used some more of that defense. Yeah, that they that they yeah. got rid of. <laughs> so sometimes sometimes you know when you don't have the nature of the wind and all that kind of stuff. And then you take away some of the things that are supposed to penalize you.
0: Like the natural defenses of the course. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think the US
1: GA just gets so concerned about like the bad publicity and like people complaining and they had had like two or three events where the greens got totally away from them. The course went away and they had like no answer to like try to save themselves. You had Chambers Bay, you had, Shinnecock with Phil like putting and then running after his ball to cause the greens were unputtable oh, yeah. and like a couple different scenarios. <laughs> that. But <clears throat> that's when know. he
2: that's when he deliberately took the penalty, correct?
1: Yeah, he hit a moving like, ball to make a
2: point. He hit a moving no. ball, yeah, to make the. Otherwise, yeah, so his like... ball
1: goes off the green and he's yeah. got a harder shot. Like it maybe yeah. he has to re, you know, it does get on the green. So he took he advantage of the rules. Golf ball down? Yeah, he walked across where his <laughs> ball yeah, he, was rolling to off the green, and he putted the ball back up the hill so that way Mm -hmm. it didn't go off the green because if it goes off the green, now he's chipping, and he might not get it on the green. And now instead of making, like, whatever, he made a triple with a penalty stroke, he could have made a 10, you know. Yeah. It's knowing the rules and, you know, but it looked really bad for everybody in the whole situation.
2: It did. I would say, like, I would say Phil – miraculously right He's Like was jogging the one, the one who didn't the one who didn't yeah. look the worst out of the whole situation right because that comes back yeah. on the people that are getting the course ready yeah
1: I mean, and i think i think that's why us <coughs> open should always stick to like these traditional country clubs just because they can make them way harder like the yeah. low the the highest score in an Open that I think we've seen is when they played Marion, which was the shortest U.S. Open setup they'd had in, whatever, 20 years, and Justin Rose wins at, like, one under. Mm-hmm. It, you took the driver out of their hands and gave them deep rough. Like, Oakmont, same way. They never play well there. That's the course where they claim they have to tone it down because their members play it way harder. And I have heard some tour players even say they've played it in, like, member events, like they get invited or played it, you know, when it's just regular and it's way harder than what they do at the open. So,
0: I don't know. It's I just interesting watched that what video. they do. Yeah. He almost made that putt when he hit the moving ball. Yeah. The thing lipped out. Yeah. He had to be furious. The video had the word meltdown in the title, so I assume he was pretty mad. <laughs> I, mean,
2: yeah, I mean, it is Phil. Yeah,
0: I've thought about that before,
1: but I've never actually, like, went and done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could have. I probably would have. I probably would have won five hundred more dollars last week if I would have done that. Just.
0: By it's even more ballsy when it's green. on a
2: national, like slash world stage, yeah. and you do that.
0: Yeah, multiple cameras, like cameras from multiple countries. Oh yeah. Oh, wait. Have you ever melted down? Have you ever hucked a club into the water? Maybe <laughs> slammed one into the ground, broke it over your knee. I've slammed clubs. I don't. <clears throat> I don't.
1: Break them anymore. I mean, I've broken them on accident. I like just like throw my club at a bag and it like hits my clubs, breaks my three wood or breaks my drive or something. But yeah, I've never broken a club on purpose in anger. No, and now I don't even get dude. mad. And I played no. with people recently that just like explode and blow up. And it's like, dude, what's the point? Like, just because you exploded doesn't mean your ball is going to come back in balance. Like, get over no. it,
0: right? The pulse rate's gonna be high now for the <clears throat> next shot. You're you're just yeah. uh, lowering your odds of that one being good. It's just people trying to force it, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I had I get it. a guy this weekend was kept trying to force it and force it and force it against me, and just eventually caught up to him. So that's what happens.
0: Yeah, you don't want to square off against Adam on the links. That guy's nuts. Not in a club into championship. This yeah wait we're burying the lead uh did you not just send uh send another picture of another trophy to the group text a couple days ago
1: yeah i won
0: the club championship this weekend by 10 yeah no big deal
1: my goal was to shoot was to beat my last year's total 54 all total which was even par last year i shot like four under the first round and then shot two over the other two rounds just pretty much coasted in this year, I started with like a 69 then a 71, and then I shot nice. even. But on the last round, I did shoot 38 on the first nine, and then I followed it up with a 32. So,
0: Is that good? Is yeah. that good?
1: 32? Is that good? But I tried to make birdie. I birdied like 5-6, or let's see, 4-5. Oh, wait. Sorry. Take that back. 3-4, lipped out birdie on 5 and 6, and then – to eight and nine finish and I was like oh man it was that close like one shot from breaking my scoring record there for a tournament so at least I have gonna goals have for go next back. year I guess
0: gonna have to go back next year
1: but yeah now Let's I'm two into ma- this two events away this year from winning like all four of our big events there so a one member guest last month and club championship this month so still got match play and four ball left to go two moss when are those yeah. Uh, we're in the middle of both of them, so I think we're in the final eight right now for four ball and match play. I think I'm in the final eight, too. So. Okay. Just got a few more matches Highly left to win.
0: Highly qualified.
1: just gets harder as you go.
0: Yeah. I need to find a book where I can start putting a couple shekels on you, Adam.
1: Yeah, well, I can tell the people that yeah. listen to the show because they're always like, well, I think you're at plus money this week, and I said, well, I doubt I'm at plus money in this tournament because everybody was practically giving me the trophy before we started. And I was like, hold up, guys. There's other players that are just as good as me in this thing. So,
0: Yeah, quit trying to jinx me. It's like when I'm down to the eight ball and you say, good game. Yeah.
1: Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. The game is not over. I feel like that's their strategy now. Like Try to play mind games with me. and That's absolutely even... what they were doing. I grew up playing with guys that played mind games with me, so nothing bothers me at all on the course anymore.
0: Yeah, as a golfer, that's something you uh, you either you either get over or you suck at golf. Yeah.
1: Some guy was like, "Sorry, I was kind of standing there," and I was like, "Dude, trust me, nothing bothers me." I was like, "If you were standing there dancing, maybe that would, you know, I would see that, but I don't think it would bother me." Still,
0: it's still going in the cup, dude. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's figure this uh, Wyndham Championship out here you guys got a few picks uh not a career week last week and and you guys came back with more picks this week i love it i love the yeah. aggression last week was a little rough i mean
1: we just had so many guys that got close and then something happened and we had three guys get a top 20 which didn't pay much but you know still yeah. you know a net, net net negative 30 which wasn't a huge loss so can't complain yeah, i, a I mean frustrated i mean still way up to the year.
2: Two of my winners that I had, you know, with Cantley and Young finished like, tied for second. So it's like, oh. we're like, that's, that's what we're talking about. We were right there, yeah, you know,
1: and how we know. didn't pick Tony fee. Now I'll just say it now on the record.
2: Like, yeah, that was, we went totally against our of
1: formula of not picking the guy. That's hot, comes off hot two weeks ago, then comes in, wins, mm-hmm. then wins again. It's like, dude, we totally fumbled that. Sorry to the viewers, listeners and the viewers and the Everybody that follows us, but, yeah, we totally fumbled yep. that one.
0: By lunchtime on Thursday,
2: you guys were already talking about how pissed you were. You
0: didn't pick
1: him. up, yeah. you know. Yeah, and we didn't even know. mention him. That's the bad thing, and it's like.
2: Yeah, and it was it was so stupid of us, like you're saying. I mean, really. We, we, like Guys like that, we've been finding and noticing, and we throw them onto all of our spots, 2010 winners, and then, like, we just, yeah. I don't know what we were even thinking there. So, yeah, that's definitely on us.
0: Uh, you'll have that once in a while. However, this week, let's get into this week's list. What do you have for top 20 over there, Adam? Uh, for top 20, I've
1: got a few extra guys this sh- week because I feel like I should give people options just because I've kind of been missing on the top 20s the last few weeks. So I have uh, Cheston Hadley at plus 450, Denny McCarthy at plus 140, JT Poston's playing in this week, so I thought I might as well give him, an, give him a go. Uh, he's won here in 2019, so I feel like maybe this is a good, comfortable spot for him. Same with Chesson Hadley. Uh, but Poston at plus 190. Then Charlie Hoffman's been playing really good the last two weeks, um, and he's at plus 600. Mark Hubbard, who's been pretty a solid guy for me, picking him. And then... Uh, Ju Young Kim shot nine under on Sunday last week. Was the lowest round by I think one or two shots and worked himself into a top ten, I believe. Um but yeah, plus one seventy and then this may be the last time, but Chris Goddard up a plus three hundred. Um he just I, I feel like when we don't pick him he's hot and when we pick him he just forgets his putter in the terminal or something. I don't know what's going on, but
2: I know when we didn't yeah. take him, we didn't take that him last. Sla- year and was uh, like he played shot. well, and I remember getting a text from you, and you're like, oh, "God, Rob." Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm in. I'm, it's starting to become a dysfunctional relationship that I'm in with Chris Godrup. Yeah, know.
1: I think if I ever see him, I'll just be like, "Hey, man, like, what kind of courses do you like?" Because I clearly have
2: no idea what you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we haven't figured him out yet. No.
0: What are you thinking, Smitty? For top twenties.
2: All right. Well, let's see. For my top twenty, I have uh, I do have JT Poston at plus one ninety. Um, yeah, like Adam said, you know he won in uh, 2019, which was his first uh, PGA victory. Um, so I think that has some uh, has some clout there for him, and he is the attorney the tournament record holder at 22 under. I think he he holds it with someone else. Um, forget who it was it was just a couple years before that um but he uh seems to like this place apparently if you go 22 under and you win it and it's your first you know your first pga win so i think that him at plus 190 is good um i have adam long at uh, plus 225 he's been playing really good i mean um his uh Last couple starts, he's got well, he's got four consecutive top twenty-fives, and he was uh, tied for thirteenth at John Deere, and he was tied for sixteenth at the 3M. Um, so, I like him. I like him in the top twenty there. Then I have uh, Davis Riley plus two hundred. He's a guy that I've been on, on and off, especially at courses like this where I'm just trying to wait for him to finally play a consistent uh, weekend, Let's see if he can do something there. But then I have uh, Kevin Streelman at plus two twenty-five. Uh, he uh, was T7 last year and he mit- so he missed the playoff by one stroke um, he's made four straight cuts and he was second at the Barbasol two weeks ago and then uh, my boy Callum Taron at plus 350 dude's on fire and yep. I'm not gonna be off him until he plays awful again So, um, and then I did a throw a six guy in there as well Sam Ryder, he's quietly playing pretty well as of late and he's at plus 800 for top 20 so I think that's kind of my long shot between all these guys. <clears throat>
0: Ooh, 800, I like that.
1: Yeah, I think we went heavy on 10s and 20s this week cause the wins were, like, so skewed. It's like, I don't even know. It's one of those other events where they don't feel like they know who's going to win either, so.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which works out for us a couple times, so.
2: Yeah, I really <laughs> don't think they know who's going to win. I mean, there's, like, you looked at last year's results, man. Look at the Look at the leaderboard. All the guys yeah. within within three, four strokes of, of the win. And then six-man playoff, I mean, that could have went anyway.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's just a matter of, you see some of these shots that barely miss. and It's like, it's like man, that, that could be the difference later. Tomorrow, that might be the difference. It's, it's a fine line. Open. Yeah. Streelman's been on the list lately. I'm noticing... I'm gonna get he's been on playing that. pretty
1: consistent, like just consistent yeah. top tens, top twenties.
0: That's what we like over here: consistency, predictability.
2: Some of these guys that some of these guys that uh, we have, um, just looking at the books yesterday and then today, uh, some of these guys that we have are their odds have gone down. So I'm like, if you're gonna you're gonna wait any longer, I mean, these guys that have been playing well and that we're picking here, like I know, like Streelman, he's at 225 now. He was at he was at 250 yesterday and like Taryn was at at plus 400 yesterday and now he's at plus 350 today so you, you got to keep an eye on that stuff I mean because the books are gonna continue to figure out things and, and kind of see how things are moving so yeah and yeah I,
1: I did notice in like the FedEx playoff points they pulled the lift guys off yes on Sunday when I was checking the the uh who was on the bubble like maybe trying to pick some bubble guys that might really have some pressure and they had took in some guys off. So guys like Cheston Hadley look like he's going to make it into the first playoff event, playoff event. So maybe that frees him up a little bit. Cause he's kind of looks like he's been forcing it the last few weeks and, you know, maybe it frees him up now that he's in there to where he can actually play and get maybe a top 10 or something. So
0: the mental aspect of the yeah. game. Well, let's get these top 10s before they change the odds on us. Huh? Uh, Smitty, you go first.
2: All right. Top tens. I have Russell Henley at plus two thirty. Um, he actually blew this event last year. I mean, he had this thing one, I think he was up by a few strokes, um, going into Sunday and he shot one over on Sunday to miss the playoff by one stroke. So I think maybe, uh, this is a little redemption for him this year. And, uh, he's been fresh, uh, it's he hasn't had a whole lot of starts in the last like couple months, so you know he's gonna be fresh and he's ready to play. Like a lot of these guys have been playing every week, and I feel like some of them have to wear out at some point. What <laughs> you think?
1: You, would, you think. would think.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I, I've seen him as fresh. Like okay, well, you know, and then the heartbreak he had last year, I think that he could be good there. So I, Henley at plus two thirty, Adam Scott at plus two thirty. He was a guy last year T two as well, and um, he. Uh, has been playing some good golf as of late, too. I mean, Adam Scott, a little bit of a resurgence here at the end of the year, so hopefully he can he can roll into the top ten this year, this week. And then um, I have Siwoo Kim at plus 250. This dude, this dude's got some 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 history here at this course. Um, he was tied for second last year, um, lost in the playoff, and then he was third in 2020, fifth in 19. He won it in, in 2016. And he was t- uh, tied for 14 last week in Detroit. So I mean, he's uh, he's been playing he's he's been playing really really well at this course. So I think that he has a really good shot to be all over the the leaderboard this week. And then the one of the hottest guys right now, I guess, is Taylor Pendrith at plus 350. Who is that guy? So here's the deal with him. He um, he got he got injured at the Players um, in March, but he still managed to finish um, 13th, I think it was. Um his his three starts since coming back uh, are thirteenth, eleventh, and second. So I mean he's coming on okay. strong here. Um so you can definitely tell that he's healthy and I think that um, you know he there's no reason for him not to continue it this week at a course that is expected to go low and he proved it last week that he can go low. So I'm excited about that. So yeah, Pendrith at plus three fifty and then again my boy Cal Terran at plus eight hundred. Ride the ride the wave, man. Ride the wave. And I did have a six guy also, JT Poston, plus four hundred. Um, his his uh his play in the last couple of months is, has explained enough of that, so I I like him there. These are good. These are good. I got. What did you say,
0: Adam Scott's odds were for top ten? I got plus three eighty here.
2: Oh really? I had, I had it at plus two thirty. I thought I just checked that too. So. Well, I'm on an see. offshore
0: though, so it might okay. be different. But oh yeah, yeah DraftKings like is plus two thirty.
2: If you get a three eighty, man, that's that's great. Terran's at eight hundred. Right now, yeah, Terran's at eight hundred. Wow, Play he's a hundred to one to win, man.
0: Confirm, continue betting.
2: Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, a hundred to one to win. I mean, I might have I might have a lot of win bets here. Thing
2: if the odds are, are big enough for all those guys, wins. it's okay to have that many, that many win bets, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Shit,
0: I'm still riding on that uh, JT Post and John Deere W. Oh.
2: I mean. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's not, I mean, if we're going to lose some weeks, man, but. It, we're it's, losing it's small amounts. Yeah, yeah, but we're losing
1: I'm like wagering. 20, 30 bucks. We're not yeah. losing 100. Yeah. And then, you know, when it's like you know, a 300 or $400 weekend. Our wins are way bigger than our losses right now. so.
2: Yeah, it's true because, I mean, this is the this is the 46th PGA event this year, you know what I mean? So, like, if you're in it for yeah. the long haul, you're going to win some money, and you're going to have yeah. a couple really, really big weeks that are going to carry you through the entire season. Yeah, for sure. So, Adam, I think we're up for your uh, top tens here then. Okay. Have fun.
1: Yeah, All so right. <clears throat> my top 10s, I've got Webb Simpson at plus 200, just because the dude's a machine at this track. Um, JT Poston at plus 400. And then I've got the kids, who's defending champion, at plus 350. Uh, finished T3 in 20. Um, and then I've got Billy Horschel at plus 150. Um, and in 20. And then Zach Johnson, who's been playing decent the last few weeks, I thought, man, want to give this guy a shot. He's, you know, Ryder Cup captain. Uh, Zach Johnson's at plus eighteen hundred for a top ten. It seemed like pretty good odds. And then I got Scott Stallings at plus six hundred, who's been a top ten, top twenty machine since the deer, basically. And then Zal Torres at uh, plus one forty for a top ten. Because I think the guy's due for a win, but he's going to get close, and I don't think he's going to maybe end up getting getting it done, but maybe he loses in a playoff. So,
2: so like I really like your picks, and we don't have pretty much, you know, anything related. And it's like there there are just so many guys that yeah. could finish in the top ten. And so I was just th- for me, I was just thinking, all right, I need to stay over that plus two hundred range and see what I can do, but. You, you're looking at guys like Webb Simpson and Billy Horschel, and you know, and and Kisner. It's like, how do you go wrong there, either?
1: Yeah, they've played you know, good here every year. For there's the last legit ten four guys years. for the
2: top ten that you could bet on, and yeah. you're going to end up doing okay because you're going to hit like five of those guys out of the out of these guys that we're yeah. picking. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and they're two, three, five, eight to one. Looking at these numbers, it does remind me of the John Deere a little bit. The, <laughs> it the, does. I don't yeah, think the book yeah. has yeah. any
1: idea? It does. Yeah, I think maybe it. It's a one of those situations where they're not sure what's going to happen. Wire to wire, somebody. Yeah,
0: that's uh, like sixteen or eighteen to one. Was Tony wire
1: wire last week, or was no? He came from behind, didn't he? Yeah. Was Pendrith was in the lead the first two days?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Last, I think Poston was the last wire to wire winner. No,
1: we had back to back weeks uh, after the deer. Was it know. a? Uh, at the was it the British or the Scottish? Somebody went wire to wire.
2: Um. <laughs> you think um, I would know? The Scottish would. was Xander who won. I don't think no, he didn't. He didn't. I don't think he went wire to wire. Playoff
0: was barb- is plus three hundred. I, I hear barb- you guys basal? talking Barbasol, about six yeah. man playoffs.
1: Yeah, I know it's. All
0: right. I don't know. We're getting in the weeds. I have both your top 10s, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. What are we at, 34 minutes? Right on track. Right on track. Okay, Adam, who's going to win this thing? Easy question.
1: Yeah, so for the win, I've got Pendrith at plus 4,000. The dude's on fire. I mean, like, just he's trending, like, kind of like JT was before he won. Like, he's just right there, like, making moves every week, moving up, moving up. Had a great... Mm -hmm. You know, last tournament, I feel like maybe he just rides it into a win. Finally, Um, then I have Adam Scott at plus twenty five hundred who finished T second here last year. He played. He's been playing good. The the events he's played, he's been steady, like right in there. Um, Justin Rose at plus four thousand who's played well, you know, the last two weeks. Also, Webb Simpson, just because, you know, the guy he's like the Wyndham guy. At plus 2,000. Yeah, Smitty
0: came in here and told us he's got a kid named Wyndham.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that he named it that that after the win. Yep. And then I feel like, you know, JT Poston at plus 4,500, who won here in 19, I wanted to put Kiz on there, but he had such a bad week last week, I thought maybe he's just going to get a top 10 only. So I think Poston took a week off, maybe got some things back lined out a little bit. You know, jet lagged from the British, and then had an off week. So maybe he comes back strong in a more familiar track where he's won. So
0: they're all good odds.
2: Yeah, they are. Wow,
0: Streelman is sixty-five to one. Mm. That's wild.
2: He is, and he he didn't make it out of my list, but I mean, he was he was definitely one of the the ten to the eleven guys that I was really looking at. Just I mean if you pick 65 t- to 1, man.
1: Dude, if you went and just picked the top ten favorites, they're all at at twelve hundred to thirty five hundred. Like I know. Yeah. Just for the top ten. The top ten favorites for the event. And you get really good players. Christian Beasonhole, Tyrell Hatton, Harmon, McCarthy, Kim, Farner, Scott, I mean, superstar for an yeah. off week before the playoffs i mean this is the last regular tour event so this is so they're gonna be some guys to make who moves
0: yeah there's gonna be some guys who need to finish well in this tournament there's gonna be
1: guys who need to win or need to get a top five and you're gonna see a lot of that on the tv where they're gonna be projecting like finishes and stuff
0: oh it's like uh the nfl if the playoffs started now here's yeah. where your team would be mm-hmm. they'll be running yeah. that all weekend
2: oh, okay I'm getting. So it. I, w- I was looking at a few things from the last few years and, and how guys who are, like on the bubble to be, you know, to getting into the FedEx and I was actually surprised how down the middle it was with guys that played well because they needed to compared to the guys who played like shit when they needed to. Um, there was a, there was I mean it was it was close to half and half where like the guys that needed to play well Half of them played played pretty well, and the other half missed the cut or just were are not very good overall. Just, so yeah, I was I w- I was thinking mm. that I was gonna look at that stuff and I'm like, wow, look, here's a great trend that I can use for my picks. But then I was like, no, I need to stay <laughs> with what Adam and I have been doing, and this is yeah, this is where we need to stay with here.
1: Because I even thought, you know, hey, maybe Ricky Fowler, like he's yeah. been hanging around, but I mean, the dude's like thirteen thousand to one, like to win. It's like why clearly nobody has faith in the guy to even make you know the top 125 this year. Yeah,
2: boy, and he was one of those bu- he was one of those bubble guys last year too and he didn't make it, you know. So
0: our boy Charlie Hoffman's 160 to 1. If you think I'm not throwing 5 bucks at that, you're crazy. He was super that guy's got he played really good last course. week. He did yeah, play well. I he think was, he shot
1: 8 under final round last week.
0: He was challenging for the lead on Friday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: His, his I think his third round kind of got him, like I think he shot 74 maybe or something or 72, and then came back strong on Sunday.
0: Maybe he's dealing with some fatigue. Maybe first-round lead is the best for Yeah,
1: he's played every week since John Deere. So, yeah, he's probably a little bit worn out.
2: He was just one of those guys who – he went – he w- he just was pretty solid all week. He went 67, 69, 69, 67. Oh, okay. You know, so didn't, go s- didn't get the 64 in there that he needed, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's still 10 back. Jeez, you shoot 16 under and you're 10 back. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Like, how do
0: you even – what even is par at that point? 10 under is the real par. Yeah, I actually listened on PJ
1: Tour Radio. They mentioned that. Colt. I think it was Colt Nose said, if you had 10 birdies per event, like, you could essentially chalk yourself in for a few wins. But now it's like it seems like the end. If you're not twenty birdies or twenty-five birdies, you're not even sniffing. So it makes for okay. good good TV. I mean, I like yes. the tournaments where it's twenty under and you get a sc- guys just everybody's firing and you get birds all That's, over the yeah. place. It makes it's for phenomenal way more fun.
2: entertainment, man. I mean, it's it's great stuff.
1: Augusta is the only one where you like guys are making a ton of bogeys and dropping out and like gets all mixed up. But yeah, it's cool.
0: I never do first round leader bets, but I'm gonna do four <laughs> two dollar and fifty cent ones. Webb Simpson thirty five to one. J.T. Poston fifty two to one. T. Ta- Callum seventy five to one. And our boy Charlie Hoffman ninety five to one. Be great ninety five times two dollars and fifty cents.
2: <laughs> well, A guy if, could fill his gas tank for that. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm okay. Like I think. Karen's a guy who could definitely do it, you know, but what he's been doing lately is struggling on Saturday, like moving yeah. day, and he's shooting over par. It's like, we shot a It's 73 like he gets the relief of Saturday. making the cut. Like, you gotta be kidding
1: me. It's like he gets the relief of making the cut, and he's like, oh, shit, I got to play golf again tomorrow. Well,
2: right, but it's like, <laughs> dude, when are you going <laughs> to figure this out? When are you, what, like, three out of the four days, as of late, he's been playing phenomenal golf and good enough golf to win tournaments, and then he just. Yeah, but sneaked into the top 20 for me, at least. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: he's been good at that. He has. All, all right. we got left is
2: Smitty's winners. Yeah, my winners here. Um, All right. Well, Smitty's been hot lately. Pay attention. I am putting Zalatoris on there at plus 1,200. Um. I know that in the beginning of the show I said that I wasn't sure where where he was going to be able to fit with a, a, an, an entire weekend where you need to go super low every single day, I think, to win. Um, or at least two of the days where you go super low. Uh, but he's been – he played so well this last weekend, and he played so well on Sunday where it's like, okay, I have to – like Adam said, he's going to win soon, I think, and he's on the verge, and I'm just going to be there if he does, you know, at plus 1,200. Webb Simpson, you know, playing for his playing for his son Wyndham this weekend, obviously. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. I think, I mean, with his numbers, I know that, like, my buddy Brandon was talking about him on DFS and everything. And there's like, well, hopefully because of how he's been playing this year, that he's not going to, he's not going to uh, be super expensive. But then, talking in my group text with with Brandon and my other buddy Jeff, and there's like you know with his course history he's going to be expensive and so there he was coming out at um 107 this week so i mean he's pretty expensive. Oof. Yeah, so they're like That's well I guess Christian we're not McCaffrey playing web. prices. Yeah. They're <laughs> not playing web this weekend because he's just too expensive, right? But i mean you look at like we said when you look at his numbers and he's currently sitting i believe 126th in the FedEx Cup right now. So he's right there. And this is his baby this course so literally. Um <laughs> i know. <laughs> but uh they're interesting. Quick about Webb Simpson, just to give you some. In his thirteen career starts here, he's got nine top tens. He is one hundred and eighty under par in fifty <laughs> rounds. Um, I think and he, he is the leading. He's the leading money winner in this event overall. I think
1: he moved up when they took the Live guys out. Oh, he did now. To one seventeen is what it's showing right now.
2: Oh, really? Okay, that makes more I, sense. Because I then. remember they
1: took the Web. I, I when I checked it last night or Monday, they had taken all the Live guys out. So well, if he doesn't, put Ricky if he doesn't Fowler, make the cut, man. Ricky Fowler and Chesson Hadley are essentially in the bubble with Hadley at 121 and Fowler at 123. Mm-hmm. But it puts okay. Max McGreevy at 126, so he needs a good strong week this week. I yeah, didn't I heard, pick I him was he was, he was on my alternate list. He's like plus two plus 2,000 for a a top 20, and I was like, I don't know, man. I just... I don't want to curse the guy, I'd, really, I'd like to see him get in that top one twenty-five. 125.
2: Yeah, because every time you put him on your card, he's <laughs> like, "Yeah,
1: he's a no, he's a no-cutter."
2: He's <laughs> playing the Saturday
1: Pro Am series.
2: Um, all right, so then moving on, to my next guy. I have Russell Henley at plus twenty-five hundred. Okay, redemption week for uh, redemption year, I should say, for him after blowing it last year on Sunday. Um, I have Siwoo Kim at plus twenty-five hundred. Uh, I mentioned his his uh, track record here, and it's absolutely destroying this course. So, looking for him to do well. Um, and then Taylor Pendrith at plus four thousand, and uh, JT Poston at plus forty five hundred as a six guy there too. So it's like these guys that I that I have on there, you know, it's like ha, look at look at their track records here, and then look how they've been playing lately too, and it's like okay, well. How does, yeah. how, does one of, how does one of these guys not win? And we we have three of the same same guys on here, so yeah, exactly.
1: The thing I was just it. looking at for yeah. uh, you know, getting that top ten in the finals for the final event and the, the playoffs makes a huge difference on how many strokes you get. And you know, Zalatoris is like right on the verge; like he needs to beat
2: Hideki pretty much straight up and Cam Young straight up to get in that top ten. So. Yeah, they were. I read something about that. About this, that's a big fuel to his fire um, for this week, and why another reason why he's playing is because he wants to jump up that leaderboard. Mm. Yeah,
1: Kiz needs to move up two spots to get in the top thirty, which that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Keegan Bradley's in the top thirty right now. I was totally Please. surprised when I saw that. Yeah, it's but gonna he's be been good...
2: solid all year long, man. I yeah. mean, remember we were talking about him earlier, too, like four or five weeks ago, and it's just Keegan Bradley's playing a little bit of golf, and he's just kind of flying under the radar, but he's just like always, la- you know.
1: Yeah, these guys t- – I mean, what rack-
2: is he? He was T-44 last week, so, I mean, he's yeah, right there.
1: And these guys rack up some points, too, after the top 125. Like, when he gets to the BMW at uh, top 70, like – now you're just playing against 69 guys with no cut, so that's when it
2: really gets good. Yeah, I'm excited.
1: But yeah, I'm sure I put in the I put in the group text. But next year, like the BMWs at Olympia Fields in Chicago, so we may have to road trip over for that because that's great. Like that's a no cut event. You can go over on Saturday and see the same guys from Thursday. It's good. It's a really good setup that BMW is
0: i think nice. i've gone Good every elf. year
1: the last five years that it's been in chicago so yeah
0: look at all this cool shit. i want to go to the john deere that's number one yeah, on my list for sure john deere's fun you know what i heard they just today? released
1: the schedule this week so it's yeah. on there like july 6th through 9th
0: i heard today that um the waste management and the super bowl are going to be the same weekend in arizona
1: oh my gosh Wow.
0: <laughs> that
1: is gonna be insanity.
0: Yeah. That they're gonna be people who die of degeneracy. It can happen if you're not careful. If you don't pull a JT post in once in a while, you will die.
1: <laughs> but the Super Bowl is at night, so essentially you could go to the golf tournament at six, start drinking, drink until You could do it. Four thirty. Yeah. Go over to the Super Bowl and start at four thirty pre-gaming for the seven o'clock game.
2: I don't have that in my budget yet. No. I don't think not I quite. have it in my DNA not, anymore, even. I'm not quite there. A <laughs> couple is, more of these outrights. craziness. That would be so much fun, though. Yeah. You'd be the
0: envy of all your friends forever. For real? None of them went to the Waste Management and the Super Bowl in the same day. Yeah, that would be a cheap day, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> yes, that's ten to saying. twenty dollars beers for 12, 12 hours. Ten to twenty dollars beers, you know. I yeah. mean, plus you a twelve pack in between, as like a driving.
2: sixteen hour day of buying oh. close to twenty dollars beers yeah. for sixteen hours. Get one of those nice thirty to Even get in, yeah, yeah.
1: three hundred for the waste management, three grand for the for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's just in the long last weekend. row, seventeen hundred yeah. bucks to Uber over there. That sounds brutal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. it sounds brutal but it sounds awesome at the same time yeah.
1: oh yeah i got that's a buddy we'll that do does some more. like media stuff for that and use like every other year you'll text me and be like hey do you want to come out i get get you in and i was like dude that's the worst time of year for me to go out there let alone <laughs> yeah. this you know that time of year in iowa or wisconsin like your chances of getting a flight out or you know 50 just because of weather
0: yeah Yeah, they might not even be able to take off. It's so apocalyptic here in the winter. All right. Happy thoughts. Golf tournaments. Money. All right. Let's cash these tickets. Thank you, Adam and Smitty, for all of your hard work. Thank you, Smitty, for commuting to the studio today. Thank you, people, for listening. We truly do appreciate it. Please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Whatever you're getting us on, it helps a ton with the ratings because they're measurable interactions. Or you can tell somebody about the show, get them into it. We love to hear those kinds of success stories. You can find Adam on Twitter at ACMillerPGA. Smitty is on Twitter at CSmith8 with an F. The show has accounts all over the place. we got a Facebook group going, a TikTok page. Fun for all ages. All right. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll see you right back here next week for more Plus Money Opportunities. Adam say something cool that golfers say. Somebody's closer.
2: <laughs> 50 minutes, not bad. By the way, this is like one of the first one of the first weeks where